0: To the Secrets of Success podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Keys. Well, this is part four of the quest for purpose. And this is going to be a solo show. And I'm just going to take you through some components that's in the quest book, but also in the new brand new e-course, the quest for purpose, that's available for you to consider. So as always, thank you for being a listener. If you like what we're doing, please pass it on. Leave a positive comment or review on whatever platform you're listening on. The other one is is that as we go through the show today, if this resonates for you and you can think of somebody else that this really would benefit them, because here's the reality is about 80 or 90% of the population are seeking or struggling with clarity about why they are here. You know, what is your why? And today, what we're going to do in part four of this series, and if you haven't listened to the other three shows, then uh, just go back into whatever platform you're on, it will be there in the archives, is to talk about what I went through in 1989 with my mentor, Mike McManus. Now, Mike was an educator in Washington State near Seattle, and he was created a process to help high school kids stay in class. And then he quickly found out that adults needed it. And through a series of relationships, I was referred to Mike and then I worked with Mike for six months. So everything I'm talking about today and in the previous three uh, segments, I did personally. And in fact I spent uh, several weeks and months to make sure that I would journal or really document my life at that time up to that point in my age in my life all the events that really were transformational or positive. So here's what I say and uh, have said in most of the shows is that your life is constantly leaving you clues. Are you paying attention to what those clues are? And that's what we're going to talk about today. So let's go through several different components that we have where we get you you know, through the course. We also have my book converted into a journal format, a PDF format that you can download and fill in and then, you know, reprint and save. So that's available on our crgleader.com site, both in CRG Academy as far as the online course. The online course comes with four assessments, the personal styling here, the values, the stress and wellness assessment, the self-worth inventory, but also comes with the full PDF fill in edit journal version of the quest for purpose. So in this section, uh, and this is some of the questions that I had, well, not some, I had answered all of these, is for you to start thinking about. Now, if you're driving, you can go back and you can listen to this again, or just repeat this and re, uh, replay this. So here are some questions for you. When we think about your master life purpose, and these are sort of very high-end 30,000, 50,000 foot level questions for you is, you know, what do you believe in? And we talked about in the very first show around meeting, meaning, but what is your worldview? What is it that at the foundation, the core, do you believe in? You know, are people naturally good or evil? Or uh, you, do you believe you even have a purpose? What is your philosophy about life? We talk about your character traits, and and we have them listed in the book. And we also talked about mindset. But in addition to that, what do you stand for in your life for principles? Do you have a principle that, you know, um, the golden rule, treat other people the way you like to be treated, or the platinum rule, which is treat other people the way they like to be treated? Uh, What about the question of why are you here? You know, we have an exercise we do in our certification training where I have one partner ask this question of the other individual for several minutes. Why are you here? So why are you here? And what we do in the exercise is the individual uh, responds with why I'm here to, let's say, make a difference. And then the partner asks the question, why are you here? And then you have to answer with something different. And we do this for several minutes. He said, well, I can't do that. I said, well that's part of this is, is that most people, Don't ask the question. Or if they do, it's been shallow. It hasn't really been deep for them. And so we go through life and we just kind of avoid it. It's Saran Wrap kind of depth or thoughtfulness or reflection or mindfulness. So why are you here? So I might say, you know, to make a difference, to uh, fulfill my purpose, to create a positive Experience with people around me, and then on you go to be a great dad, to be a great husband, to be an excellent friend as much as possible. All of those. What are some not only philosophy, but what are your also basic beliefs? This goes back right to the beginning about you know, do you believe in meaning? Is there something more going on than the physical world that you see? you know you know and i've shared this before is that i believe that we are spiritual beings having a physical experience you might not so what are your basic beliefs if i ask the question what is your mission in life so if my purpose is to help others to live lead and work on purpose part of my mission is to really curate learning experiences, but all also interactions with others so that they will realize their full potential in all areas of their life, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all of those. Now, here's a bigger question that not everybody asks, and it says, what do you perceive to be your destiny? You know, when it's all said and done, you know, I wrote an article many, many years ago, which was probably... <laughs> Uh, oddly enough, one of the better articles I wrote, because I thought about it for weeks as I drafted it. But if, if I'm doing the eulogy at your funeral, not, not to be morbid, but really to be reflective, what am I saying in that eulogy about you? What did you achieve? What was the difference that you made? What's the legacy? And so, again, what is your destiny? And so one of the beliefs that I have here, and this is not to be, you have to be careful not to be perceived as arrogant, but say one of the items in destiny for me is really to make a difference so that people can realize the potential. But the highest level of contribution for you, for me, for your friends, is for us to be living and activating our life purpose. That's where our highest level of contribution is. That's where our highest level of energy is. And then when I say purpose, I mean calling, assignment, uh, all, whatever verb you want to use, or a series of words that describes that for you. And then the last one is, is, can I put that together? Can you put that together to what your master life purpose statement or statements are? So what do you believe in? What are your basic philosophy? And all of these questions are to help bring clarity for you and you could have interchanges between them, but that doesn't matter. There's not a judgment about it. Why are you here? You know, what are your basic beliefs? What's your mission in life? What's your destiny? And what is your master life purpose? So that in itself is a project for you to do and to work on. Now, interesting, I have people do that in the book in the beginning, and then I have them come back after they do all the other discovery work that we set out in the series of uh, journaling questions and assessments and teachings for you to revisit that. And say, okay, do your best at it now. And then after you do this other work, then find out, is that the same? Is there some refinement of it? So one of the activities I did with Mike that we actually get you to do in the book that I want to talk about now is what we call your positive review exercise. We get you to journal. Now it has to be journal. You can't just think about it. It has to be in writing and I'll explain in a minute why that is part of the course and how we explain this. And it's only those things that are positive, no neutrals, no negatives. So what are the sort of fascinations, the interests, the intrigues, the things that sort of excite you in life or have now, when I ask the question of people or people ask the question, what's your purpose in life? The, the reality is it's too big for most people. It's too overwhelming. So we break it down in this positive review, which in essence is an autobiography of your, your past and present life and all the positives in where you are the most energized. And so we set this up in the book and here are the categories. Because the reality is, is that if I don't break it down, then it's too big, it's too overwhelming, there's too much information. But at piece by piece, as a puzzle piece, then it makes sense. So your positive review, here are the categories that we have listed in the book. So first of all is senses, which are smells, tastes, touch, sounds, and insights. So I like airplanes. I've been part of the air show for 40 years as a volunteer or an attendee here in Abbotsford, British Columbia, one of the top air shows in North America. And so just the sound of the jets or maybe we're in the mountains and there's this rushing, um, huge waterfall. So I love that or the pounding waves or just walking through the sand in a warm beach in Australia, in, in surfers paradise, wherever that might be. What are the, the smells, the tastes the touches the sounds and sights, maybe it's flowers. Uh, maybe it's something else. Uh, maybe it's just that sun coming in as the sunrise comes. So now we get you to journal all the things around that, which are positive for you. No neutrals, no negatives. The next category is, p- is people. What kind of people do you like hanging out with? Where have you been just excited to be in this group? You know, I'm part of a motorcycle ministry and I know we went on a tour a couple of years ago together and it was just uh, exciting to be with them, to ride with them, have lunch with them, um, uh, connect with them, have uh, dinner with them, breakfast, whatever it is. And then our meetings that we had together, it was just fascinating. Or, uh, I've been at many, many courses on behalf or with other leaders in the marketplace, or I was speaking, uh, in front of uh, many conferences. Well, those people who want to learn I just love being around it. So who, what kind of people do you like to be around? What? What is it that they do? What What are the nuances? What are their character traits? Now, some of these categories start to cross over. So the next one is places. And so when we think about that geography, so not only it could be touches and sights and sounds, I mentioned waterfalls. So for me, one, we have a a timeshare that we go to in Whistler, British Columbia, which was the site of the 2010 Winter Olympics. Uh, and every summer we've been up there for 25 years. And just being in the middle of the mountains, in uh, just the majesty of it, and the lakes and the trees and the nature, uh, uh, just but, but, and anyways, just that experience is powerful. Or I've just lied on the beach in Mexico or in Hawaii or in Australia and just taking the sun and just enjoying those places as well. Now, the other thing that I like going to is museums, museums of history and just relating to what mankind has done or not done uh, while they've existed here on this earth. The next category. So that's, so there's senses, there's people, there's places. The next category is, intellectual pursuits what ideas what inventions what concepts really excite you so if there's a brand new computer out maybe maybe not as long as it serves me but maybe there's other ideas or concepts that really excite you in terms of invention maybe smart technology or um, maybe it's uh, around um, green off the grid kind of ideas Or maybe it's something else. What intellectual pursuits, meaning it just could be philosophical in nature. So what ideas, inventions, and concepts really excite you, where you would go for training and you would enjoy it? So one of the examples, I remember, and uh, my son doesn't always like me talking about him, but uh, Tim was doing our video and sound work on our podcast editing for many years here at the company. And then uh, he really started to get clear about that he – liked this idea of real estate, but he loved the land. He loved people. He liked connecting with them. And so he went to take his real estate training in his course. And there's a lot of math in it. There's a lot of laws that are in it. Pretty intense course. But because he loved that space, he was able to pass and do well. Now, in other parts in university, he had stats. He didn't like that course. In fact, he failed that course because he had no interest in it. So when we have interest, it's interesting how our learning and our focus increases because if I'm not interested in it, I'm not going to have my attention. So your attention goes to those areas where you're interested in. So what does that, what's that for you? The next category is experiences. And this is where all the things kind of come together. So we're an adventure family. So we've done go-karts together. I mentioned earlier we've done um, – In another show, we've done some bungee jumping, we've done zip lining, I've done skydiving with my daughter. We've done actually race car driving, full race cars at a track out here. Uh, We've done whitewater rafting. Uh, We've traveled the world as far as just about every year for a decade, we would go somewhere significant for a trip. If it's Orlando to Disney World or Disneyland in California or Acapulco in Mexico or Hawaii twice and just traveling the islands there or going to Whistler, as I mentioned earlier, as a family, would always have some kind of experience. And those were just fun and exciting. Or for me, experiences is really being a speaker and transformational, and that is an experience of being part of it. Now, the next one is kind of interesting when we talk about your positive review. Where, where have you belonged? What community have you belonged to that really was meaningful for you? So I have, I mentioned the motorcycle ministry that I'm part of earlier. I love those people, but that's something where I belong. I've also been uh, also a member of the Canadian Association of Professional Speakers, the Nationals Association of, Profes- of uh, uh, NSA, National Speakers Association, pardon me, which is U.S.-based. The other one is Canadian. Those are amazing groups. When I was younger, I was president of the AM Toastas- Toastmasters Club. When I was a kid, it was 4-H and what it did to me and just that the the confidence in the world travel that I was able to I went to Europe uh, on a on a free trip I traveled Canada many many times from coast to coast as free trips from Toronto to Nova Scotia to Alberta to um, Central Canada Regina all winning trips so those associations and those groups those are amazing the next one is learning the next category learning so What environments do you find easiest to learn? Now, I mentioned this before. In high school, I nearly failed high school because of my English. And I apologize in advance or apologize. Sometimes my language, the completions of sentences or incomplete sentences happens in these podcasts. Well, as a person with mild dyslexia, my grade nine English teacher said I wouldn't amount anything because I couldn't read or write. Then the invention of the computer helped me to be aware of what words I was misspelling and also grammar suggestions, these kinds of things. And But high school, I nearly failed. Then I went to agricultural college and got a, a B-plus average. So I got the second-class honors. And so why was that? Because the, what I was studying, I had interest in at that time. Then I did my MBA, and I got first-class honors. So I had a B-plus average. I think it was like 3.4 or 3.5 out of four. And then I did my PhD, which was project-based, based on my areas of interest in leadership. And the professors gave me a 4.0. I said, now, how how is that possible? Because I started to move towards learning that fit, fit my needs. So I want you to do a review. Where were you learning? Where were you engaged where you just took in more information and knowledge now there was a study done and this goes back to this concept of well being and character traits where learning was one of the three top character traits that contributed to people's well-being because if you're not learning you're going stale the, the human mind needs to be to grow to expand And if you're not using it, you'll lose it. You've heard that before. That is true for your mind, your energy, and your engagement. And then finally, when we think about, and we're talking about this this whole process of Quest is to kind of figure out, you know, what do you want to do in your life? So what work, both paid and unpaid, do, which is volunteering, really is energizing for you? So an example is interesting. A lot of volunteer things I really enjoyed. So I was asked to be MC um, at the church that we went to for a bunch of kids' events or many nonprofit groups. When I was a teenager in my early 20s, when I was mostly here and not traveling as much, I was asked to be the MC of those banquets the Central Valley Fair Association, Central Fraser Valley um, uh, uh, Antique Association, the Central Fraser Valley uh, Holstein Association. All of those, I oversaw those banquets as an MC, and I absolutely loved it. It was a privilege to do it. It was a volunteer event. It was free. When it comes to paid work, um, not that long ago, it was interesting. I do some coaching, and I do some training with families, and I've done 10,000 hours of consulting and coaching, as well as 3,000 paid presentations somewhere around the world in my content area. I've done 1,000 programs on personal style and personality and assessments alone. And not that long ago, I was working with a family around succession planning and was doing personal uh, work and coaching and helping in really facilitate a conversation amongst family members. And right at that moment, I was just, I pinched myself and said, wow, the privilege of serving these individuals in this room and the, the trust that's required to pass over to me to work with them, I was just amazed. It was almost surreal for me. And not that long ago, I was speaking at a conference in Dallas, and there was a couple of hundred people in the room, and I just finished a workshop on health and wellness on our stress indicator and health planner. And I just said, I and I was serving this group of professionals, And at the end of it, I said, I absolutely love what I am doing. So it's interesting. Even after 32 years of being in this industry, speaking, training, doing all this content, I am actually more engaged, enjoy it more now than ever before. Because I've moved in this place where of service. And yes, it's very nice to be paid well to do what I'm doing. But would I do it for free? Sure. And the other thing around volunteering is the, the air cadets, which my son went to and he was able to become a pilot through bursaries for free. It was amazing is that we always park cars at the air show together. Well, I've done that for nearly 10 years of volunteering and helping to be able to organize things, get the, you know, thousands of cars with a team of about 30 people, you know, parking thousands of cars per day for the show. I love doing that. So these are, what about for you? What are the things that you do that you just, are just absolutely energizing for you? So your positive review is you take as long as you can and you journal as much as you can is each and one of these categories. And then you're going to have this sort of summary of your life of all those things and events that were just energizing for you. Senses, people, places, intellectual pursuits, experiences, experiences, belonging, memberships, associations, groups, clubs, learning, formal and informal, and work, paid and unpaid or volunteer. And be as specific as possible. Now, you have to document this. This is not something that you can leave. This is something that can't be in your head. It has to be documented, and here's why. The next step in the quest process is you take these experiences, and we get you to do what we call a a word count, in, well, actually, I've got two other steps that I'm going to get you to do first before you go to that next uh, work. what we call keyword analysis. So the next component, and it depends on your age in life, is we get you to document what we call the Big Ten. The Big Ten are three areas where you say these ten things were this. So let's just go through that. So depending on your age and your stage of life, this will change. This actually will adjust over time. So the first list of 10, what are the 10 most important things that have ever happened to you in your life? Was it getting married? Was it graduating from uh, high school? Was it getting a university degree? Was it your first job? Was it your first child? Whatever. What's the 10 most important things that have ever happened to you? The next list, what are the 10 most exciting things that have ever happened to you? So list that out, script that out. And the final top 10, what we call the the three big 10 review, is what are the 10 most peaceful things that have ever happened to you? Where really you're quiet and you are reflective and you're mindful. 10 most important, 10 most exciting, 10 most peaceful. So document that and script that in um, journal that information and respond to that. The next item that we get you to do is what we call the set, your seven greatest passions or loves of your life. I've mentioned that already. I love motorcycling. I love being on TV as far as doing uh, training programs, speaking in front of audiences. So what are your seven greatest loves that you have for it? Maybe it's travel. I'm not here to tell you what or should or shouldn't do. There should be no judgment about this. There's no limit on that. Even if you did it once and it's a passion for you, then that should go on your list. So you've written all this narrative. When I did this, I took actually three months to do it. And I had, I don't know, 50 pages. I still even have the book here uh, that I journaled, that I hand wrote. Now, if you want to type it, that's fine. But I do encourage that you would, after you type it out, that you would print it out. And not that we're going to be um, uh, for paper. It's just that you're the next exercise that you're going to do so that you can know what your purpose in life is very, very important. What we get you to do after that is what we call the keyword analysis. i like you to go through all of the things that you've written. And then in the Quest uh, course, of course, you get the four assessments. You have all the other work that you've uh, gone through, your your character traits, and you review all of it. And now what you do is you're going to read through this journal that you've put together, and you are going to circle keywords and phrases that jump out to you, that energize you, that give you a, a sense of strength, of power, of energy. And only... an circle the words that invoke this sort of positive response internally, no neutrals, no negatives. You circle all the repeated words. So if I say speaking like a hundred times in a, in a narrative, then I circle speaking a uh, hundred times. And so you circle all those repeti- uh, repetitions as part of it. So now you're documenting these keywords from there, you're going to tabulate and said, okay, I've circled all these words. What words come up most frequently for you? And what's the number? And so you calculate that as part of that process. And so all of a sudden, you're going to have this list of words. This words or set of words comes up the most. So for me, was speaking, with traveling, um, partnership, love, spirituality, all of those were my key words that I had in my list when I did this activity. Then what you're going to do is say, you're gonna pare this down and say, okay, I have all these keywords, look at them. Some of them cross over. I could say training, I could say speaking, I say maybe doing an e-course, teaching. So those are, might be synonyms, and I might bring those together and just say speaking slash training. It's okay, You this is your list. Then I've identified the keywords. What I'd like you to do is identify what are your top 20 keywords or keyword phrases. They need to be short, two, two words, maybe three words. And here's the final part that we get you to do with it, is you distill that down to your top 12 key words. And it's interesting. You're going to create what we call a keyword pattern with this, is we put basically four slots on a page. So take a page landscape, and I have this in the course, and you have four slots and three columns or three rows, if you want to call it that of four slots each and they're just sort of dispersed right across the page. Now you're going to take the 12 top words or concepts or phrases and you're going to place this on your keyword pattern. Is it go in the top? Does it go in the center? Does it go in the right? Does it go in the left? And so here are some of my keywords, helping others, exciting and high energy, love, speaking, traveling, writing, people, spiritual truth. These are the words that are on my keyword pattern. Now, here's what this does for you. The keyword pattern is really a one page that is a guiding light to what you need to be doing in your life. These are essences, pieces that if they're not present, because your life is left clues, all of these words have come out of the positive review that you did. And now you're determining, you're confirming, these are the words that I need or these are the sort of experiences. In other words, if traveling is one of the things that are important or writing that I need to be doing that, if speaking is one of them that I need to be doing that, this represents really your core life, your purpose. Now, where it's going to come to bear is the next step. And we don't have time in the show to do it. But this is unique and proprietary to the Quest for Purpose. It's how uh, we have been so successful in doing life coaching, in helping individuals get clear about who they want to be for the rest of their lives. So we use assessment, but we also use narrative. And now you've taken all that stuff that you've journaled and you've created this keyword uh, distribution in this um, pattern, if you may about these words that are important to you. Now we've covered a lot of sort of instructions in this show, things to do so that you can live a life on purpose. As we started this, this is now an e-course or a book or a journal book, Quest for Purpose journal, any one of those, but you know, obviously my bias is around the course because I take you through step-by-step every single page with all the support documents, with all the assessments to get you to go to the next level. you are on purpose, then maybe there's somebody you know who could benefit from it. So go to crgleader.com, go to the CRG Academy and online courses and consider it. Thank you again for being a Secrets of Success listener, subscriber. Um, If you have a chance, leave a positive review or comment on whatever platform, pass it on, let other people know about the show and it's interesting as we when i'm recording this we're getting close to 300 shows that we have done and so if you want to go back we have some amazing guests that we've had uh, many new york times bestsellers entrepreneurs people with just phenomenal stories stories of overcoming uh, that we have shared with the audience over the past several years so thank you again for being a secrets of success listener i'm your host dr kim Keats.